FDF podcast, passionate about food and drink. My name is Emma Piercy and I lead on energy and climate change policy here at the Food and Drink Federation. I'm delighted to have with me today my new colleague Natalie Werner. Natalie works with me in the sustainability team at FDF and is our new senior environmental sustainability executive replacing Emma Mansbridge who many of you knew. So we thought what a better way to introduce Natalie than to do a podcast. Welcome. Thanks Emma and thanks for the invite today. Oh you're very welcome. <laughs> so look as this is very much an introductory podcast let, let's start with it with a bit about yourself. But t- tell me some t- tell me some things that you, you would like our listeners to know. Okay well um, just to start off with my career um, I've studied and worked as a food technologist. I come from a manufacturing and government background so mostly technical and regulation um, but I've shifted my career to sustainability. I'm really passionate about food waste and I've worked at FDF for two years. Uh, recently a few weeks ago joined the sustainability team. There's, there's there's a lot there. Um, I mean, how did you how did you start off in food, te- food technology? Was that um, was that what you did at university? Yeah, it was. So um, I was always in, uh, really fascinated with how food got to the supermarket shelf, such as ready meals and sandwiches. Um, I wondered about the processing going on be- uh, behind them. So I studied an undergrad in food technology at Reading. And then after that, I worked in uh, food manufacturing, so mostly in food safety and regulation. And as part of that, I was responsible for the systems and audit. So I had to know what each department was working on. And that gave me a great overview of each department and um, area of food manufacturing. And, and what, what attracted you to the sustainability side of things? I, I know you mentioned food waste there, but um, how did you get involved in that side of things? Well, while in a previous role, I had to start reporting on sustainability metrics for a retail customer, such as water usage and plastic reduction. And from that, I learned that there was a link between food and the climate, which seems a bit silly now with all the attention the food system's getting and COP26, etc. But it wasn't really talked about much when I was studying about 15 years ago. So that piqued my interest. And eventually I left to study a master's in sustainable agriculture and food security. Um, While studying, what really stood out was the realisation that 30% of food was wasted. I was learning about the complex problem of food security, such as sustainable soil management, the amount of water and environmental inputs going to food, um, changing dietary patterns, but we were then discarding 30% of the food produced and the natural resources going Mm. into it. Mm. And then just quickly after studying, I moved to New Zealand and uh, was fortunate enough to get a job in the New Zealand government in a regulatory role. Um, In my spare time, I would volunteer at food waste redistribution charities and was really shocked at the amount of surplus food available. And obviously, I saw a lot of that while working in manufacturing, too. So all of that is experience really ignited a real passion for sustainability. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, for for, for myself, you know, I've been in the food and drink sector now since I joined FDF. So that's back in October 2019. And you know, when you first start learning about some of these issues, so like like food waste you mentioned, it, it, it's astonishing. Um, as you say, a third of food uh, produced globally is wasted. Um, and then, you know, sort of from a greenhouse gas emissions perspective, that uh, equates to about 9-10% of uh, global greenhouse gas emissions. Let alone then when you see, you know, some some of the challenges and the social challenges uh, of food distribution around the world, the global north and south. But then in our, in our own country uh, around, you know, the sort of the poverty angle. And it's like if we can reduce, uh, you know, 
some of this food waste it, it can really create a lot of wins now i, I know i know we'll um uh, we'll, we'll come more into that <clears throat> a, a bit later um but uh, yeah let, let me come to my next question so you know you, you've been with us in the sustainability team at fdf now for, for what about a month now um what what topics would you be covering in, in your new roles what, what would you be doing um, so the key part of my role will be to work with FDF's policy and media experts, members, government departments, media and a, a wide range of stakeholders really to help drive alignment, cooperation and advancement for all stakeholders that are impacted by the developing worldview around sustainable food systems. So I'll be doing that through managing FDF's Environmental Sustainability Committee, um, implementing and delivering FDF's Ambition 2025 programme and also supporting you, Emma, in developing FDF's Net Zero programme. Excellent. <laughs> no, that, that, I mean, there's, there's a lot there. Um, it sometimes feels like, of course, you know, w there is so much more that we could do, uh, which is always a challenge in, in prioritising. Um, but, I mean, I suppose one question I'd have uh, for you now is that, you know, over this last month, what, um, are there any highlights that, that, you've, that, that have come to mind? Um, yeah, definitely. I think uh, the key highlight was um, when we both visited Company Shop. Uh, that was a really great day. And for our listeners, um, they are a surplus food redistributor. Um, it was so interesting to see one of their supermarkets and get an understanding of the difference between Company Shop and Community Shop, who are their social enterprise. Um, I think the key highlights were um, I really enjoyed hearing about their events to engage their local community, such as the trolley dashes that they mentioned. Um, that sounded really fun. Uh, but also on the practical side, like how they work to rescue more so, uh, surplus food. And they work in partnership with other redistribution charities like Fair Share. Um, I think what was really impressive was the, that they have the ability to relabel and repack products because they have really good controls in place. So they're trusted by the brand owners to mm. um, repack the actual product and relabel them, which um, which obviously saves a lot of surplus. And because you you also mentioned um, uh, uh, earlier on in our in our talk just now, uh, uh, you volunteered Phoenix, I think you said the Phoenix project. Yeah, so I volunteered uh, previously at Fair Share, but at the moment, oh, yes. Felix, uh, but Felix as well because um, because they're based in central London. Um, but yeah, I volunteered at a number of charities in New Zealand and the UK. Um, I can talk more about um, the how they kind of operate. Well, as, as it, the, the, the question I suppose I was going to ask, just in relation to the food waste, was with these with with Fair Share, with Felix, with Company Shop, are, are they sort of addressing different parts of the? uh sort of the the food waste the food surplus challenge um i think they've all got great things to um offer in different ways um they all work slightly differently but um for example um for, for felix and fair share um i'd be a volunteer so i'd take surplus food perhaps from supermarkets or cafes in a van um, or receive it from manufacturers at a charity's warehouse. So it really depends on the size of the operation. So for Felix, I'd be either walking or in a van around London, um, whereas Fair Share was a much bigger operation and I'd be based at the warehouse. Wow. Um, and it must be yeah, great insight. I think it's having that practical insight really does develop that understanding. And and then coming back to what, what I, I suppose, what, what we're doing now in terms of uh, our department and uh, we have um, the Food Waste Action Week, I think, coming up in March that, that rapidly eating on. Have you had 
some thoughts about you know how we might uh, sort of engage in, in that in that week yeah I think um, initially I was thinking about doing some podcasts um, we have a few affiliate members such as company shop and fair share so it'd be really great to hear more about them and um, see, see what they're doing with the food waste um, issue because as I mentioned earlier they tackle it in different ways but they also work in, in quite good harmony as well um, and then I was also thinking about things internally for staff just to really raise the awareness um, mm. across FDF and then see what our members are up to as well and try and promote that. Yes, it's, it's a really interesting point, actually, when you see about talking about this internally as well, because, you know, I'm, I'm studying uh, this uh, a programme in sustainable business at the moment. And, and we were talking about, you know, how, how to engage uh, employees and some of the you know the sustainability uh, agendas and one of the thoughts was around you know that if you can enthuse people then actually they can also take some of this home with them as well so in terms of like this f- food waste it's it these there are things that we can all do both from a obviously from a manufacturing member perspective but but ourselves at home because a lot of food waste happens in the home as well Mm. Well, the majority of food does come from the uh, food waste does come from the from the home in in developed mm. countries. That is. Um, so yeah, I just thought. Um, like, well, last year I ran food waste for uh, food waste action week for staff, and um, not only did I show the issue of uh, food waste, such as the environmental and social aspects of it, but I also made it fun and and showed them ways that they could actually help uh, solve the problem, such as um, the the volunteering for food redistribution charities, but also rest piece they could use to use up their surplus ingredients well on, on that note do you have a favorite recipe oh that's a, um i think you know what i re- well i'm more of a savory person uh, than desserts and i think one of my favorite things to do is to use up the whole of a broccoli um, oh. because most people would use just the head but you can actually eat the whole thing um so you can shred it and put it into um any ingredients uh, any you know meals really um so i quite like making like potato croquettes with uh, broccoli and mashed potato um and yeah just making sure i use up the whole of the the vegetable well i have to say natty this is a whole new set of skills i I didn't realize so uh, (laughs) i i I shall definitely thank you for some more ideas um now my my idea on that is is actually not so exciting um but it potato peels um it was interesting that uh I remember reading recently you know, around you know, how much of a potato you know, people waste. And actually, you know, you can simply just pop the potato pillings in the oven and, you know, some oil, some, some lovely flavorings, and they, they make a really nice snack. And yet before, I used to just throw them away. So even just these little things, um, and you can't believe you, that you never did that before. It's, uh, it's crazy. But, yeah, you start thinking about the issue and... Um, you really start engaging with it which is which is great <laughs> yeah it's really great that um there's a lot of uh, attention being brought to um food waste such as uh, new recipe books and mm. even like social media channels like the gom chef and max lamana they all um they produce like um ways to use up your your ingredients like that so like really funny recipes and oh. things like that. yeah so there's some really new um innovative ways to um to learn about the food waste, waste issue with well, the new technology well i i think that is this definitely has to be a subject for one of your podcasts doing food waste <laughs> action week so get your thinking hat on with that okay <laughs> now, <I love> that. <laughs> now uh, last question for you uh, so 
um, in this first month and, and in the next weeks in your new role, I know we've obviously we've talked about food waste here, but what would you say are your other top priorities? Yeah, so I think my first priority is to respond to the government consultation on implementing due diligence on forest risk commodities, um, because the legislation on that will only succeed if we work in partnership, and that's actually creating DEFRA on that. Um, so as part of that, businesses must establish a due diligence um, system for each regulated commodity and must report annually on their due diligence, uh, such as soya and, and coca and things like that. So it's really important that we have a good response to that so that it's implemented uh, well. And I also, yeah, and also um, I'm the secretariat for the Environmental Sustainability Committee um, and our first meeting is in March. Obviously, Food Waste Action Week, as we've, we've mentioned, that 7th to 13th of March, I'll be preparing for that. And then just really lots of engagement with members that I haven't met in my previous role and our affiliate members. So getting to know them and seeing how we can support them. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Um, and look, Natalie, thank you so much for joining me today. And indeed, thank you to everyone who's listening. In terms of help and support around the sustainability agenda, case studies, for example, um, do go onto our website and also keep an eye out on our events page for webinars you can attend and, of course, podcasts like this. Um, and as Natalie said, we have our next ESC meeting on 3rd of March, uh, which you can already register for on our website. Well, thank you once again, Natalie, and thank you all for listening. For more details of forthcoming webinars, visit the FDF website. The FDF podcast is sponsored by Clark Energy.